0: Well, it appears I, I may have struck a nerve or two on the weekend and Friday edition of the program. I think I need to address it, and also some very important news headlines you need to hear about. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of the program, Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got a lot to cover on the program today and I really hope you can stay with me. We've got several different topics that I want to address. But I want to take a little bit of time here at the beginning of the program today to share a few thoughts about the program that was done this past Friday and for the weekend. And, and I need to make myself clear, maybe some people misunderstood, maybe some people don't understand why I was so concerned about some of what I call buffoonery going on in the faith and, and one person did take exception to what I said in such a way as to be very critical and which is fine I, I'm, I'm not hurt or offended at all I, I, I take what you said and I understand why you said it but allow me to reply I tried to actually send a reply to a listener just a, an email And unfortunately, when they used the, they filled out the form at the website, uh, they didn't put in their proper email address and it keeps bouncing back. So I I did really try to reply if you happen to be listening again today. Why was I so hard on some of these so-called mega preachers that we see running around the United States today? And I used the term word of faith, people. And I'm not saying I'm not condemning the concept of word of faith, but I'm I'm very upset, and very troubled about those that use word of faith for their own personal gain and their little fiefdoms and little kingdoms. And there are plenty of them out there. And I, I I'm very cautious all the time of these. These pastors that were out there, there's so many of them that they just say all you need to do to get wealthy is just, you got to sow a seed into this ministry, period. Not somebody else's ministry, not into what God, God's word says, but it's got to be into that particular ministry. Jesus warns us about these wolves in sheep's clothing all the way through Scripture. We see it. You find it everywhere. We are warned to be literally as wise as serpents when it comes to this world and those that will take the things of God to their advantage. I don't know how much more clear I could have been last week giving the example of Simon the magician who just wanted that power that he saw the apostles have for his own personal gain. Period. It's right there in scripture. I don't see how anybody can deny it. And then some of the theology that's out there that just doesn't make any sense. It's very fearful. It's very concerning. And and believe me, I know some really perilous times are definitely coming. We're going to probably go through a, a time of, well, intense tribulation is the best way to describe it. If we're not entering it already. And I'll explain why I believe we're entering a time. I'm not going to say the time, because you don't know and I don't know. Uh, Too many Bible scholars that I used to listen to and pay attention to and get their books way back when have made predictions of the end of the world in 1988 that didn't transpire, 1989, 2000, and other dates along the way, 2012, 2016. These days have all come and gone and many of these same individuals are out there still pushing their their end time prophecies and ministries and seeking your support. I think the first time somebody writes a book and ties together the claim in 1970, what was it, 71, 72, somewhere in there, that 1988 is going to be the end of the world. That person should have been dismissed in terms of listening to him any further. And there were several that predicted 1988, all based on the idea that Israel became a nation in 48. A uh, generation is 40 years, so it's going to, it's got to be 1988. Have it all figured out. It's in my book. And how disappointed many people were in 1988. I'll be honest that by the time 1988 rolled around, I had grown far past many of these end-time ministries that we had in the 70s and even the early 80s. I can remember working for Toccoa Falls College, and I've mentioned this before. They had a wonderful radio ministry, and, and the best way to describe it god met the radio station's need nobody was getting wealthy but nobody was starving nobody was doing without uh we lived modest lives we loved our lord we were active in our communities and we ran this christian radio station that reached into three states actually it kind of reached into four Even got a little bit of Tennessee at Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and just a little bit of Tennessee. And what I liked about that radio station, we were not beholden to any of the programmers. In other words, we didn't sell the airtime. In other words, this wasn't a, uh, a money deal. We chose the programs we felt best should be on the air to edify the body of Christ. Did we agree with everything that everybody ever said? Probably not. But we knew their intent, their heart, their ministry, their desire was solid, and their financial reputations were also impeccable. There were some criteria to have your program aired on that radio station. And the first being, of course, Integrity. God bless the station. Station for many, many, many years did extremely well and, and there are thousands upon thousands of people in that part of the world that remember the radio stations of Tacoa Falls College. Now, long after I left and went on to a different type of ministry, actually church ministry primarily, there was a change in administration in the college and they decided to to not do as much in radio and eventually gradually got out of their station sold them and put those resources into other things i kind of disagree personally but that's just my opinion it's not some word of knowledge it's just i think they should have held on to them for the time being especially in these perilous times we live but today we've become so internet centric so internet centric that for some people the world begins and ends on the internet every day it doesn't really begin and end in prayer and in god's word it does begin and end in facebook and uh, youtube and other locations on the internet and i think we forget something that the internet is a very fragile item whose plug could be pulled by various governments at any time that they want, more so than most other media that's out there. And that's deeply concerning. And I've seen ministries that have decided to get off radio entirely, to get off other platforms, and they jump headfirst into the Internet. Now, if they're big enough when they get there, they do well for a while. Do you know, as more things come online, and there's more competition, how do you attract new people to, to the work that you're doing? Had another listener make a comment, and, and I want to address it, and, and I just want to just give my rationality for this. I can understand once again where the question comes from. This program, as many of you know, is not just aired as a podcast. It's not just available on a number of platforms it is also available on a few different radio stations and i'd like to see that number of stations expand and and one listener who's written a few notes to me through the through gab which is the which is a uh, social media site has raised a few questions, and I, I think that they both sets of questions need to be addressed. Whether I get to both sets today remains to be seen. But one of the stations that this program is aired on airs all kinds of other programs, and you know, and I, I'm, he's being critical. How, why would you want to be on those stations when you've got this person or that person on the air? My my question is, why not? See, St. Paul, when he went out to minister and went to a city like Corinth, he wasn't looking for a city that was already full of the gospel. See, the people preaching and teaching things in Corinth were teaching horrible things, heretical things, damnable things, satanic things. And so... St. Paul entered that market square full of all of this evil to be the lone voice crying in the wilderness. And sometimes I, I, I think about these things myself quite often. Some of the other programs that may be on the same station that, that theologically I am completely in disagreement with and for solid reason. The word of God is pretty clear. But see, if I say I can't be there because the heretics are there, the fools are there, or the misinformation is there, then all that station becomes, in my opinion, is just a source of that misinformation. See, I'm enough in my Americanism, being an American, to understand the value of free speech. I don't agree with a lot of things that a lot of people say, but I believe firmly in your right to say it as much as i have my right to say mine without being censored without being cut off without being told i can't say certain things or this is misinformation when i know for a fact that it is not one of the advantages of not living your life on facebook you don't have to have a a fact checker telling you what you already know to be right is somehow wrong in their in their mindset and so of course i want to be on those mediums and you want to know what let me tell you something about shortwave and i and i started understanding this way back in the 1980s even as a kid in the 60s and 70s and i don't really remember the 50s that well with radios but but i can remember listening to my first long distance broadcast on a shortwave radio in the 60s and it was fascinating And then again in the 70s and then 1980s, working for a company that built this equipment that reached all over the world. And I'm recognizing that there are billions with a B shortwave radio receivers around the world. Billions with a B. There are some places where people run around with these wonderful smartphones, but they have little or no internet service or phone service to use them and they still rely heavily on radio if they're in a larger community they may have an am or fm station if they're farther away shortwave is a wonderful medium to be reached and it still is and people in the united states and i hear from them all the time they talk about it's hard to find information and, and trying to get on the Internet when you've got, oh, I don't know, 60 or 80,000 podcasts being produced every day uh, and all kinds of other things and, and publications. People send me links all the time, and I've just learned how it's done in terms of some of these so-called news sites look so legit, yet they are so bogus. And, and so I'm very cautious about what I share with you. So that's why I'm on this medium called shortwave, and that's why I'm on stations that may have people on who I disagree with entirely when it comes to theology and even some of the weird news stories that never pan out. Why leave them the coverage when I can be a voice crying out there in the wilderness for the good news of Jesus Christ? Besides, I also recognize from Scripture that if I'm doing what God is wanting me to do, he will empower what is being sent out by the power of his Holy Spirit. It's not strictly up to me to make certain decisions. And I've learned one thing: there are a lot of regular listeners that I have on wave. I hear from them primarily by regular mail, not so much email. And many of these people will write and they will tell you, they'll tell me that some of the other stuff on that they're finding on shortwave is total nonsense and they believe some of it and they realize what 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 silliness some of the things are and how bogus but they're learning as they listen there's a gift that has been forgotten in the church for a long time the gift of the holy spirit and the power of discernment if you if you're getting into god's word If you are developing a prayer life, if you're seeking the Holy Spirit of God, when you start listening to people that claim to be either of faith or have some knowledge about the world, today you begin to get this discernment and something doesn't feel right with so many of them. I listen to many. And there are a number of sources that I check out each and every day. There's a couple that I look at on a regular basis, knowing that 80% of the material they put out I could never use because I can't verify it. And oftentimes, it just falls flat and fades away. But oftentimes, and you kind of get the feeling, there's something about this story or this claim that begins to ring very true. Hey, they say a broken clock is right twice a day. And the same is true with a number of websites that I go to. Occasionally, that story is there. And you find it. And it got there early before anybody else noticed it. And you start doing the research and digging, and you realize you have something, something of value that needs to be shared The whole purpose of Truth to Ponder, this radio program, has been to bring you information. A lot of it you can find. A lot of it's already out there. But kind of tie it together so it makes some kind of sense. And we also start with a an absolute premise of what the Bible says, to fear not. If we are in Christ, why are we in fear? You know, I, I'm looking at some material put up by people that I've known over the years, and they do it on their social media accounts, and they talk about the fears that they're going through in this world. Yet these are people that also talk about their church life, but they're more talking about their fear life today than their church life. Like one individual wrote, I won't even say where he's from, I know he does not listen to this program, so it's not going to be an issue, and I'm not going to give anything that would identify him. But he made a posting that, you know, he kind of misses his church that he went to on a fairly regular basis prior to 2020 when they weren't on a vacation, or they weren't traveling, or they weren't doing a home improvement project, or they weren't wanting just to go out and have a big breakfast on a Sunday morning, they oftentimes would go to their church. And when the pandemic hit, they figured, oh, wow, the church is going to be closed down for a few weeks. Maybe, maybe," you remember, let's go back to 2020. Hey, maybe by Easter time, we'll, well, it'll, you know, the virus is going to just fade away, All this social distancing and all this staying at home to save lives is going to work and everything's going to start getting back to normal. And just like the flu season ends in the summertime, you know, it's all going to get better. And, And I felt deeply last year when I started this program, it's not going to get better. It's only going to get vastly worse. So I think of this individual. He's still hesitant to go back to church after all this time because he's afraid of the virus. Though this individual has decided uh, to get his he's old enough now to get his booster shot for the two that he's already had. And he's talking about, you know, his he's just his, he's more tired than he used to be and he said, you know, since this year is just it's aged him 10 years. Maybe it's what he's taking in these shots, too. I don't know. I, I'll i put it this way. And I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on this because I do have a story about this material, this information. But I, I meet a lot of people that have taken these vaccines, and most of the ones that I know are not near as healthy as they were before they took them. They may not want to admit it, but there is some kind of a difference. There's a doctor in Canada and a couple of others that have made some notes and they they try to talk from their experience that they've they've noticed something. That we have more people having strokes, more people having heart issues, more people having uh, cancer issues. Out of the ordinary, and in some parts of the country, excessive deaths that have nothing to do with COVID 19. Period. And they ask the question what is causing this? They're trying to find out. Some are speculating maybe there is a side effect that we don't know in the long term to some of these vaccines. And to have a rational discussion about these vaccines cannot begin with with people. And this is why I was so upset. Well, I'm convinced the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Really? Then please do me a favor and go to Revelation 13 and look at everything said. Identify to me who the beast is. I mean, everybody should know him by now. If the Bible is true... And to say that a vaccine slipped in in end of 2020 with no mandates, had nothing to do with buying or selling, had everything to do with this concept that this would avoid this terrible virus that was killing people worldwide. People that were older in December and January and February started taking this vaccine on a global scale. And back then, nobody was talking about vaccine passports of any, well, there was a few people afraid that globalists would use this to to their advantage to begin to get a digital ID. We talked about it on this radio program extensively, that this pandemic could be used for the great fourth industrial revolution reset, that Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum have been, have been dreaming about for decades. The old saying goes, never let a good crisis go to waste. And so here we are. But now you have people suddenly saying that the vaccine in and of itself is the mark of the beast, and I'm not, I'm not buying it. I think it's got some very negative things about it. I think there are some dangers that we don't know about. Uh, these vaccines are, are using technology never before used on human beings. This is new. This is something we have never done. This is experimental authorization. Comorbidity, the, the name-branded one from Pfizer, well, that's not what you're getting. You're still getting the emergency use authorization, which means if you get sick and you die or anything goes wrong, you can't sue anybody. Except maybe in this one case in Indiana that we'll talk about in just a few minutes. There might be a fascinating story coming out of Indiana, which could be, if it's properly addressed, a game changer for many. I understand three things. I understand this virus can be very deadly and very dangerous for a group of people. It is seldom But it can be dangerous for people that are somewhat healthy. Saw a story. Person from the University of Georgia, fully vaccinated, I might add, fully vaccinated, University of Georgia. This youngster is as healthy as health can be. He's training to be a personal athletic trainer. So he is athletic, he eats all the right foods, he takes care of himself. I mean, he's he is the specimen of health. He's originally from Perry, Georgia. And he's fully vaccinated. And he came down with COVID-19 and died. Fully vaccinated came down with covid-19 and died let me say that again to make sure you got that young healthy senior university of georgia no underlying health issues died over six weeks of pneumonia caused by covid-19 even though he was fully vaccinated so when everybody ran out to get the shot to become corona-proof, they were not corona-proof. We're seeing that in Israel right now. And other places where your vaccine numbers are in the 80s and 90 percentile bracket, and they're still having COVID-19 issues, positive test, And now I really believe other health issues caused by these vaccines because we've never used them on human beings. And we've never had them in human beings' arms for more than a few months. And now we're going into month number what? Ten and eleven for some people? And booster shots. I think we're going to see something very soon that I find very concerning. See, this is why I I mean I don't I don't need to get into, you know, the the big headline stuff. Um the inside scoop, just simple facts sometimes are enough. I mean, we we don't need some over-the-top story to make our point. When simple stories, the simplicity of the news, the simplest answer or example, as the Bible is taught, is often what you need. Let's just be practical for a second. I'm going to put on my engineer broadcast hat, you know, because I I think logically. If you are trying to do something that's never been done before, even in my field of work, you put together a circuit, you're not sure how it's going to work out after a time, so you have to test it, try it, and run it. And hopefully after several weeks or months, you can can begin to understand if the circuit is going to be reliable. Are there things we didn't consider? uh, Are there going to be issues? Many a product in my industry was rushed to to market only to start having horrible failures a few months later for things they never anticipated. Seen that happen a number of times. And so I look at these vaccines the same way. People have put up these memes on in social media going, well, we eradicated polio and this and that with vaccines, so why are you so hesitant to take the COVID-19 vaccine? Real easy. These are not vaccines of the traditional sense that were stabbed into my arm or put into a sugar cube in 1960, whatever it was. These were not attenuated viruses. These are gene, these are altering your cells kind of things that we're dealing with that we've never done on human beings. And many people that I know say there could be some merit to this technology for specific things like cancers. But a a global scale vaccine, one size fits all. A lot of people have been raising some eyebrows that we're not certain about this. And what is it actually creating? Well, a spike protein. Well, what does a spike protein do? It causes your body to see it as a foreign invader and make antibodies. And what do these spike proteins do beyond that? Well, they're supposed to stay in your arm, but they don't. And they're ending up in people's bloodstreams and hearts and ovaries and everything else, and they're beginning to cause some problems. Well, see, that's what the long-term studies would have proven, but we didn't have those. Instead, we have these phony emergency use authorizations and rushing it to market. Because there are so many billions of dollars to be made. And all day long, Facebook will tell you these vaccines are thoroughly tested, safe, and effective. And we're finding out that may not be the case. A story I've got coming out of Indiana right after the break is gonna be, it's gonna upset you to say the least. We also are gonna talk about how to be more discerning for those that are sharing information news and even information from a scriptural point of view. All that on the other side. If you believe in the work we're doing, Would you make a note of our mailing address during this time that we are traveling over these next many months? We are spending most of our time in Florida, but I'm in more than one place. And I want to make sure the mail is safe. And so we're using a bonded service to take care of this. And to write us, if you want to send a check, make it out to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address now is truth 2 Ponder. That's Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. Once again, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Crestview, Florida, 32536. Like I say, when we get back, I've got a story that was shared with me that when I read it, it was, well, very disturbing to say the least, as it should be to you. But it also should be a warning sign, a warning sign. Wisdom is taking knowledge and having discernment. Let me say that again. Wisdom is having knowledge, but having discernment to apply that knowledge rightly, and usefully, and truthfully. We'll be right back. This is
1: Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. St. John's Dark Side. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish Connection bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now, get your pen out as fast as you can, so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. You heard of the church fathers, the great men who rose up in the days after the apostles and after the completion of the Bible? Well, for many, they're the foundation of the church. But did you know that several of them were anti-Semitic? For instance, St. John Chrysostom. That's not the John of the Bible. He was the Archbishop of Constantinople, he said, "The synagogue is worse than a whorehouse." Now he's talking about the place where the Lord went to worship and where where Paul first preached the gospel. He went on to say, "The synagogue is the den of scoundrels, the home of wild beasts, the temple of demons, devoted to idolatrous cults, the cavern of devils, a criminal assembly, a place of meeting for the assassins of Christ." To those who still associated with Jews, John said, the Jews have assassinated the sons of God. How dare you, the son of God, how dare you associate with this nation of assassins and hangmen? And he argued that violence against the Jews was justified. He stirred up violence against the Jews. And he was called saint. Important lesson. First, it shows you how far things have gone away from the Bible when it's separated from its roots and its Jewish roots. Second, you can't live by what's handed down by others. You got to go direct to God. You can't live by church tradition, live by the word of God. And even those who are called saints can be used of the devil if they leave him an opening in their lives. And there are a few greater openings in your life for the devil than of hatred, bitterness, unforgiveness, and prejudice. Are any of these things in your life? Well, then the enemy would have a hold on you. Get rid of it, repent of it, cast it far from your life. Any unforgiveness at all, because you're called to be a true saint of God, not an instrument of the devil. Want more? Ask for the beast of a thousand faces. Now, the free gift for you, The Mystery of the Temple Doors, you'll love it, and sapphires are the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Special teachings, updates on Israel, world events and prophecy, and the secrets of strength and victory for every day of your life. So how do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed. But call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed. But you need to call on that. That will take you into the great end time harvest. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or well, write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's The Nice Jewish Boy. That's 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Cahn saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. tikvat Yisrael, the hope of Israel.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I've got a couple of things that I want to share with you in this half hour. I may even get into some of this stuff again tomorrow, a little bit deeper. Got a news story here, and I'd seen this before. We mentioned it on the radio program without any real depth because the story was just kind of breaking a while back. And and one of my listeners, one of our listeners to the program sent me an article and I looked it up to get a little bit further background. This really goes back to early in October, but the story really didn't get out till recently. And maybe you saw it over the weekend. I'm going to share it with you now and, and, and explain why it concerns me. As I said, sometimes... The simple explanations to things of why you should be concerned are really the most reasonable and logical. Sometimes some of the things we come up with um, really are not helping the cause. But here's a good example. An Indiana couple's two young children were mistakenly administered COVID-19 vaccinations at the uh, Walgreen Pharmacy Instead of their annual flu shots, and the four and five-year-olds are showing signs of heart problems. That's according to a current report. Now you know you heard that headline. Listen carefully: Indiana couple, two young children, mistakenly administered COVID-19 vaccinations at a pharmacy instead of flu shots and the four and five-year-olds are showing signs of heart problems, according to a report. Now, Joshua and Alexandria Price told CNN, they took their kids to a Walgreen in Evansville on the 4th of October for their yearly shots. But the pharmacist called later to inform the couple that there had been a mistake. If the entire family had been jabbed with the adult dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Now, I'm gonna talk about dosage in, in just a moment, especially in terms of what these particular vaccines actually do. When they called us and told us that they had made a mistake and they had given us the wrong shot, well, we were just in shock. That's what Alexandria told the network. You mean this is for my kids? You, you, you gave this to my kids? Now, the parents said that Lucas, the son, started feeling very sick before they even got home from the Walgreens. And I was referring to the four-year-old boy, and his sister is named Sophia, who is five. He was feeling, as we would say, as parents and grandparents, feeling yucky lethargic, and he already had a fever. Now, the Pfizer vaccine, which was created with a German partner, BioNTech, is approved for people age 16 and older and has already been emergency use authorized for those 12 to 15, and the Biden administration is wanting to authorize this thing for little five- and four-year-olds, too. So we see... The value of these vaccines in young children, there is, I think, little if none. On October seventh, the company said it had submitted a formal request. This is Pfizer, you know, BioNTech. Um, they they submitted a formal request for emergency use authorization for kids five to eleven. Now, granted, it's a smaller dosage, but but what are these? What are these? so-called vaccines do? Are these an attenuated virus? Are these a chemical? No, these are a spike protein maker that enters cells so your body begins to make spike proteins to then make antibodies. And we're seeing the results in children. And I think if we keep pumping this stuff into people's arms, there's going to be more and more problems down the road notice that I guess that weather situation with Southwest Airlines must have must have changed their opinion on vaccines another story but uh, the prices has that Wal- this is the family asked walgreens to provide them with proof of vaccination so they could show medical profession- professionals in case of an emergency. But the pharmacy balked. Now, wait a minute. The pharmacy made a mistake, but they don't want to own up to it. (laughs) There's going to be a lawyer involved with this one. You know it. So they want the proof of what Walgreens did. But Walgreens is saying, we don't want to give you the proof, though. We just told you on the phone that your kids got the wrong stuff. Which shows another reason I don't like Walgreens or CVS or any of the big pharmaceutical chains. I just don't like them. I don't trust them. I don't trust Pfizer. I don't trust any of them because of their reputations and their love of money. So Joshua and Alexandria Price, they took their kids to a Walgreens for their yearly shots, but the pharmacist later called, and they've been given the wrong stuff. Price's family, they wanted to get their legal department involved and did not want to give us those cards, so we had to get an attorney. In other words, Walgreens will not do what is right. They will do what is wrong to protect their interests. They don't care about those kids. They care about their bottom line. So, they had to take their kids now to a cardiologist after the symptoms started to worsen. We talked about this on this show. This stuff is bad for the hearts of children. Period. Period. Only a dementia-ridden Satanist would want a five-year-old jab with this concoction. More kids will die from the vaccine than would ever die or even get sick from COVID-19. This is my issue. And no, I'm sorry, Mr. Wiles, it is not the mark of the beast. The parents didn't accidentally give their kids the mark of the beast at a Walgreens. People in their 70s in nursing homes did not get the mark of the beast in December accidentally or willingly. Read Revelation chapter 13. The beast is already being worshipped, adored, and loved, and people willingly take the mark. What about Revelation 13 can some of these idiotic preachers with their ministries and their money and their phony theology cannot figure out? It says, chapter 13, I do want to get to this story. And I stood on the sand of the sea and saw the beast rise up out of the water, having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns, ten crowns, and upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and we can keep going down and down and down. And they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast who can make war with him? Kind of put this in perspective. The beast has been revealed. He does great wonders, makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the the sight of men. He deceiveth them by miracles, and he is worshipped. And those that take the mark to buy and sell and survive in the world do it willingly, it's not done by an accident at a Walgreens. So read verses 1 through 14 before you jump into verse 15 and the mark. I, I, this, this is why I'm saying, I have so many problems with this Americanized church that has invented new concepts and doctrines foreign to the faith, for like 1,800 years. And in the last 100 years, since technology came along, we have put together a host of these clowns on radio and TV. And I know I got somebody mad when I said that on the weekend and Friday edition of the program, that some of these word of faith people do not know what they're talking about. I'll tell you a story about that in a minute. So let's finish this story. The couple took their children to a cardiologist after the symptoms worsened. The children have experienced a number of adverse effects since receiving this Pfizer vaccine. Fever, body aches, cough, headaches, nausea are among the physical symptoms the children are experiencing. The four and five-year-olds are now under treatment of a pediatric Cardiologist for ticardia and elevated blood pressures. He shared, you know, that with a, with a TV station. Uh, what he said were the vaccination cards provided by Walgreens, which of course were incorrect and they don't want to correct it. Walgreens does not want to take the liability. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, I don't want to be them in a court. Right now, this young child's blood pressure is in the 98th percentile on the bad side, and she has no energy. Hopefully, Dr. Peter Hudson of the National School of Tropical Medicine and Baylor College of Medicine said, the kids eventually will probably be okay. No, they just had a higher dose, don't you understand? You know, we're already hearing about Heart issues with young men taking the correct dosage of this drug. What are the long-term effects going to be? How many healthy 25-year-olds will take the shot to keep their stupid job or not have to wear a face mask? How many will take this jab and cause damage to their heart to make Pfizer and all these companies wealthy? They're making mega billions on this, more than they've ever. Look, Pfizer thought they had a made a lot of money off the blue pill. <laughs> they This is going to be far better than the blue pill in terms of what it does to their bottom line. You know, the couple has said they've experienced their own symptoms because they had been vaccinated for the uh, for COVID-19. And they've had the high blood pressure, the fevers, chest pains, and headaches, too. And it's, and, they, and those symptoms, by the way, for them lasted for quite a while. Isn't that scary when you think about it? Even the parents have been vaccinated since, uh, well, back in April. And now they accidentally all got more COVID-19 shots. And they all got sick. I keep saying sometimes the simple explanation is the best explanation. No, it's not some conspiracy between Verizon and, and, and Bill Gates and, and uh, BioNTech and Moderna to create a death ray called 5G to activate. I mean, I, I read all this stuff that, that people send me and I'm going, Lord Jesus, deliver me from the stupidity of your children. Falling for every nuance wind of doctrine, inside scoop, or information. Why is it that sometimes the easiest thing to look at, the Word of God, I've got my Bible in my hand right here, the Word of God, read it. Every day, not once every couple of months. Don't be looking for super secret inside information that nobody else gets from some source you can look out there with just discerning eyes and you can see that the government of the united states the government of canada and the government of australia especially in parts of australia they are now the governments are in the hands of satanically orchestrated reprobates period period Secretary of Transportation has been on leave during this transportation crisis of goods and services so he and his same-sex lover can adopt a child and have parental leave for two months. It's sick. It's wrong. It's evil. And it goes against what the Bible teaches. And while they're busy having their Mommy, daddy time with their new child. I'm not sure which one is which. We have a transportation crisis caused by the other retrobates like the ones in California that want you to have electric trucks by, what, 2030 something or other. But who wants to buy a truck now if you can't use it? By the way, you may not know this. If you are in California and you're an owner-operator and you've been trying to register your 2011 truck, you can't do it. Your truck's too old. What do you mean my truck's too old? Aren't these things good for a million or so miles? Yeah, but not in California. Not if you're an owner-operator. You can't register the thing. And if the engine happens to be a 2010 or older, no matter what the year of the vehicle, You cannot get a registration in California. You're not allowed to have your truck. You can't make a living in California anymore with that truck. And many trucks are not 2020s or 2019s. They're built to last for decades, but they're not allowed in California. California wants electric trucks. Engineer Friend and I were just kind of sharing back and forth just how much electricity that would take to charge up an 18-wheeler. It's massive, massive. Our power grid couldn't handle it, and there's not enough acreage. How many? How was that? Like Forty acres to charge one of those things up? It's some obscene number to charge one of these things up, or windmills. I can't remember, but it just goes to show the silliness of of the of the mind that worships the earth, the creation, not the creator. That's what we get. So here we have this family who probably thought they were doing the right thing, taking the vaccine. I mean, we heard about it last year, that what a wonderful thing that'll be. COVID will be gone. Of course, we were told back by the Democrats last year, I'll never take it. That's a Trump vaccine. It's going to kill you. Until they took charge, and now they're demanding, you notice we went from, here it is for those that need it, especially the elderly and those. And, and, and once again, they're, they're, I've got this. I look at all the data. I'm not convinced it does all the great things they claim that it is doing. But I am seeing more and more some negative things that it is doing that need to be, well, you need to look at carefully. I know for me, I have no interest. If I have to social distance, if I have to stay away from certain things for an extended time, I will do that before I just take this this concoction that was rushed to market, I've got a problem with it, as I think many of you do as well. And yeah, I read all the stuff you send, and and, and like I say, some of it sounds really great, you know, for like a horror movie or something, you know, some kind of a, a novel. But right there, the Bible sometimes gives you the basic, right up front, simple, it's just simple. Simple answer. From where I sit, I have issues with the companies that have manufactured this. And the fact that there is a division among many reputable doctors, some that say it's fine, others, of course, you know, some of the ones that say it's fine, and also try to dispel anybody from using known therapeutics that work for someone that gets sick with COVID-19. It's like this singular-minded, we can't we, we can't have anything to make it better. We have to have just the vaccine. And that to me is troubling. People have been made healthy and whole and now have extended antibodies and and resistance to future COVID, the natural way. And yet so many doctors are, are ready to scream, you can't do this, you can't do that, can't take that, this won't work. We, we've come down to it's only the untested vaccine that works, which makes no sense. There's what, This is what triggers me to realize there's something wrong with this picture. And no, it's not the mark of the beast. I've had two videos sent to me that they try to make the declaration it's the mark of the beast. And I just go to Revelation. All you have to do is read 15, 16 verses and it's like, this does not fit the scenario. It doesn't fit. I get tired of people in theology trying to take a current event and squeeze this you know round peg into a square box or whatever trying to fit it where it doesn't fit in an effort to sell a book or raise donations. I'm not trying to do that. I never will. I don't need to. The Word of God can stand on its own. It doesn't need me to interpret it for you. We can go through it together. We can spend some time together. I'm going to bring some people on, and I'm looking for them right now. I've got people that I know that can answer a lot of the questions that you may have about the book of Revelation and end-time prophecy. Too many of the famous ones that have written plenty of books out there that are they have been around for 20, 30, 40, and sometimes close to 50 years, some of these individuals, they keep making predictions and prophecies, none of which ever come true. And so I asked myself the question: Why do people keep going back to the same group that keeps getting it consistently wrong? The vaccine, I think, has got a danger. I think it's a precursor. I've mentioned. I'll, I'll just go and say it: that that once again, you have you have this single world government concept, the Great Reset, World Economic Forum, all these things. And they all have a goal. The billionaire club wants to get wealthier and and have more control over you. That's their instinct. That's what they do. And the idea of a global digital ID has been floated around for years, but there was always resistance in many countries to have some kind of central database to do something that simple a database of all the billions of citizens. And I believe it's the beginning of a way to identify everybody. You have our own government in the United States, they wanna look at all transactions or bank accounts worth than more than $600 a month. In other words, they wanna know where you spend your money. Do you see where this is going? Sometimes the obvious in front of you is the real answer. You don't have to look under the surface for all kind of strange things you can't explain. But what about 5G? It just moves the data of this identity stuff through the air a lot faster. That's all it is. All it ever was to begin with. The globalist will have you identified. They'll decide if you're a productive person or not or just a useless eater in time. And in that scenario, The beast is going to rise and be identified across the entire world. Millions upon millions of people will worship this powerful figure and willingly accept his mark. The mark of the beast is not going to be an accidental vaccination to a four-year-old at a Walgreens in Indiana. People that are running around saying, that the vaccine is the mark of the beast are spiritual buffoons. The Bible's pretty clear. It's not going to sneak up on you. It's going to be pretty obvious. I don't see why this is so hard. Like I said last week, I may have lost a listener or two, but that's okay. I'm not going to compromise the truth of God's word just to make people happy. But if you believe in what we're doing, would you let me know? Our mailing address during this time here in Florida is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. And we are in the city of Crestview, or the our mailing is going to Crestview, Florida. 32536, that's Crestview, Florida. Three, two, five, three, six. Truth to Ponder. By the way, if you're writing a check, make it out to our parent ministry, Ancient Word Radio. Listen, I know some of this is foreign to you and may bother you when I talk about stuff like this, but I don't want the church to be deceived. The Bible says it is easy even for the very elect to be deceived. Until tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more... Visit our website, truththe number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two ponder.com. Truth to ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.